so tonight what we're going to talk about, if you haven't noticed, is Let It Rain, right? The title of the message is Let It Rain, and it's so incredibly important for us to talk through that a little bit. So, you know, I got some points I want to make about that, but, you know, if anybody was here earlier today for our main service, it's a similar vein in terms of the way I want to structure this. So if you are a note taker or if you have a good memory, I want you to remember these four words because what we're going to talk about tonight is letting it rain. And I would put it in all caps because I don't want to say too much yet, but we would put it in all caps. So we got to let it rain, but we don't know what it is. You probably could guess what that is. But here's the four points I want y'all to tuck away. All right. So the first one is the word deliverance. Deliverance. All right. The second one is trust. All right. The third one is surrender. And what I would say about surrender is confident surrender. Because you can kind of sort of surrender, but you got to be fully surrendered. Amen. So surrender. And then finally, dependence. I got that. Deliverance. Trust. Surrender. Independence. Y'all with me? Okay, so take that away because that's going to be very important. As we think about letting it rain and what that means in our lives, I need you to understand those four terms because we're just going to really, we're going to use some scriptures, several scriptures, but there's one main scripture we're going to use tonight, and I can tell you now what it is if you want to tuck it away, is Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Heck, I've seen people with that tattoo. I've seen people who call their rap group that. Bottom line is that's a powerful scripture, right? Amen. Some of y'all know it by heart. For a lot of reasons. All right, so deliverance, trust, surrender, and dependence. So let it rain. Y'all know what a homophone is? Okay. So basically, thank you. So it's, it's, two, it's two words, basically, that sound the same when you say it, but they have different meanings. Pretty straightforward, right? Like hair and hair, right? Air and air. They're with me? Bear and bear. How many of y'all with me? Can I get an amen? Because they looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I'm right. I'm just putting that out. (laughs) Thank you, Emily. Okay. And then rain and rain is another one, right? So we're going to be talking tonight about letting it rain. Okay. Letting it rain. Now, rain versus rain. I think you know what rain is, but let's talk about the other kind of rain that we're talking about tonight. R-E-I-G-N, rain. This word is so incredibly important if we think about what I want to communicate to y'all tonight, students. So check this out. Rain. Rain means royal rule or authority. Dominant power or influence. Royal rule, right? Kings and priests. Royal rule or authority. Or it means dominant power or influence. How many people y'all know that are influenced by things? Like sometimes we talk about people being under the influence. Do y'all know what they're talking about when they say that? What? High drugs, et cetera, right? So under the influence, meaning something is influencing you and your life and your action. Y'all with me? So being under the influence. So that's what reign means. It means that there is a royal rule or authority in your life. Amen? Now, Several months ago, I mean, most of y'all who know me know I'm a, I'm a big KB fan, love KB. You know, I, you can at me if you want, but he, to me, by far, is the best Christian rapper out there. Um, and then there's everybody else. But anyway, 
But KB's knowledge of the word is really powerful. And, and it's really interesting because several months ago, he played a snippet of his song, Let It Rain. And the leaders can attest to this. We had the title of this message well before a month ago, <laughs> right? And we knew, thank you. And we knew, Emily's talking back with me now. I appreciate you, right? And we knew that this song was going to drop. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. He's like, Let It Rain is going to be the next Arise message. I'm like, let's go. Now, it's interesting because I know how KB is as an artist. I want to speak some of his lyrics to y'all real quick, all right? So some of the things that KB said in this song, I'm setting y'all up for letting it rain. It said, he's in control, yeah, plus he's got the soul, yeah, and the shows, yeah. Bow down, take a knee, that's what I propose, yeah. Homie, where's your manners? Every nation's anthem's gonna kneel to Hosanna. And if you think about those lyrics, that's true. Despite what you feel, despite what you believe, every nation's anthem is going to have to kneel to Hosanna. Y'all with me on that? Despite what you think, that's how it's going to be, right? So he said that. He also said in the chorus, he said, come Yahweh, reign over all, nations will fall, Lord, let it rain, right? And then he said, my God, my God, it's all on you. The demons tremble, the darkness moves. And he says, come Yahweh, reign over all, bow to the throne or let it rain. That one right there, if you think about it, is so incredibly powerful. He said, bow to the throne or let it rain. Y'all follow me? Okay. We talked about influence and being under the influence. Jeff Pitcher, here's your plug. He knows what I'm talking about. So, so here's what I'm getting at, and here's what I want to kind of get out, of, get out of my spirit tonight for you all to walk away with something powerful, talking about letting it rain and making a decision tonight to let it rain, okay? Now, here's the punchline. It's kind of a riddle. The Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit. I thought it was on point. I hope you do too. What does rain, like we talked about homophones, but actual rain and Jesus have in common? And this is the whole point of the message. What does rain and Jesus have in common? This is the punchline of the message. You just think about it. Play Jeopardy music in your head for a minute. What does rain and Jesus have in common? You ready for it? Okay, here we go. You can't stop either one of them from coming, but when they do, you got to be ready. You can't stop either one of them from coming, but when they do, you have to be ready. That's the point tonight when I'm talking about let it rain, is that you got some decisions you're going to have to make. Because despite what you think or despite what you do, something's still going to rain. Jesus is still going to return. Amen? So it's something that you got to make a decision about because whether or not you like it, right, it's going to happen. So it's a decision that we have to make. So there's two points about this, and then we're going to get into the let it rain portion of what I want to talk about tonight. So check this out. Two key points. Something is always going to rain in your life. That's pretty simple. Something is always going to rain in your life, right? So that's number one. And number two, Jesus is going to rain regardless of what you do. Let me repeat that. Something is going to always rain in your life. And Jesus is going to reign regardless of what you do. Does that make sense? Amen? Okay. So, 
So let's get into it then. So let it rain. So what I'm referring to when I encourage you to let it rain, hit that, Caleb, I got that uh, piece up there. So when we talk about letting it rain, I ain't talking about him. I'm saying not Pennywise, <laughs> not it, not him. That's creepy. You can move that. All right. <laughs> I know adults that are hockey afraid of clowns, and they'd be like, I just don't like them. So why are you walking away? That means you're phobic, but that's another conversation. I just don't like them, dog. Now nah, you phobic, fam. <laughs> right? There's a difference between not liking something and being right. All right. So quit trying to play games. All right. But letting it rain. So here's what we're getting at. All right. So the easy answer to this question is what are you going to let rain? And what am I talking about? Obviously, it's Jesus Christ, right? That's the straightforward answer. But what we're getting at here is much deeper. It's obviously Jesus, but here's where we're going to go to. Our foundational scripture tonight is what I said earlier, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. If you want to go there, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. So I'll read it in the NKJV, then we'll do the Amplified, because Amplified has some clues that I want you to see. So if I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, say it. So what is he talking about when it says it? It just told you. What is it? The gospel. Is the gospel condemnation? Is the gospel y'all going to hell? Is the gospel turn or burn? Is the gospel your sins are going to send you to hell, so y'all need to get right or get left? Right? But that's what people preach, though, isn't it? Is that if you don't get right, you're going to get left. And though that's true, that's not what people get saved from. And yet, as we've said in the past, we see people on a regular basis pre-Rona, like at the Yum Center or at concerts on Main Street, holding up signs, y'all sinners, y'all going to hell. Who wants to hear that good news? There's no good news in that, is there? Right? The gospel is the good news, right? So it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, y'all said the gospel, is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first the Jew first and also for the Greek. Here's what it says in the Amplified, though. And the Amplified is really what I'm getting at in this message tonight. So check this out. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ, for it is God's power. Whoop. <laughs> I hit that falsetto like Austin, boy. <laughs> ah, right? So it's called being parts, boy. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel, good news <clears throat> of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and Firm reliance, which also means dependence, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So if you look at the Amplified and it tells you that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, and it says why, right? It tells us that it is the power of God unto salvation, and then it tells you what we have to do within that to understand how to let it reign in our lives, the gospel. Because the gospel is going to reign regardless, but we got to make sure that it's reigning in our lives. So this is what this is saying. So the first point I made earlier <clears throat> is deliverance from eternal death. So if you're going to let it rain, first of all, the gospel message provides us with deliverance from eternal death, right? Thank you. So Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. We're going to use the Passion. Some of y'all who know like my translations, we're going to use the Passion translation tonight. <laughs> That's hard for me, Emily. It's hard for me to use a different translation. It's not the one Jesus read from. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna use this contemporary version. 
so that we can get some more some more words in it that the New King James doesn't say. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm okay. We good. I'm I'm okay. I'm not crying. You crying? So the Passion Translation. Here's what it says in Hebrews chapter nine verse twelve, <clears throat> talking about Jesus. It says, and he has entered once. Say once and forever into the holiest sanctuary of all, not with the blood of animal sacrifices, but the sacred blood of his own sacrifice, and he alone has made our salvation secure. How long does it say? Forever. He alone has made our salvation cure, secure cure, forever, right? So when we think about the sacrifice Jesus made on our behalf, it says that he went into the most holy place once. And if y'all were here this morning, I made that very clear. Jesus ain't dying twice. Amen. He died once for how many people? All, everyone. Thank you, Kristen. So for everyone, for all, having obtained eternal redemption. What am I saying? I'm saying... Hebrews chapter 6 gives you some criteria. I would encourage you to look at it. You're not going to do it. You'll look at it, but I'm saying you're going to meet the criteria. But it tells you how someone can fall away from the faith, right? And it takes a whole lot is the point, okay? Let's just leave it at that for now. But what I'm saying is that it's saying that Jesus obtained eternal redemption. You are sealed, amen? Your spirit, man, is sealed. If you are a born-again believer, You have been delivered, amen, not only from this current life and this present evil age, but you get to spend eternity with Jesus, but you got to make the decision to let it reign in your life, amen? All right, this is not, it's all good, good, but I'm just going to read this real quick. Romans chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, and here's what it says. It says, it is not your sin, well, that's not what it says, but basically, it says, likewise, here we go, you also, talking about you. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is important. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Now, we got adults in the room, and the thing is, is that the enemy makes sin fun and attractive. I'm just going to be real with you. But sin always ends the same way, regardless of what it may feel like in the moment. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Can anybody attest to what I'm saying? Right? But sin will pay a price. Right? And though the Lord, when you're a believer, doesn't hold that against you when you are a Christian, sin definitely pays a price. There are natural consequences for those things that we make decisions to do. For instance... You know, my favorite example, the most obvious example, is if somebody commits murder, for example, and they go to prison, say, 25 to life, right? And plenty of people who go to prison get saved. But here's the thing. God is not holding that against them. But they're still in that prison, though. Amen? So what I'm saying is it does pay a price, but they're going to spend eternity with Jesus, and they'll probably get some people saved. But what I'm saying is that there are natural consequences. So what this is saying right? Paul is saying, it says, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in its lust. Basically, what that's implying is that people enjoy sin. People enjoy sin. So don't get that twisted. The bottom line, though, is that sin always leads to, what's the D word? Death. 
It's going to lead to some form of death. And death can be, spiritual death is talking about separation from God, right? But we're also talking about relational death, death with my body, death with people that I used to know, death with a career, death with a job. Oh, I could have been this and I could have been that, but now I can't anymore. That's death too. Amen? So it's saying don't let sin reign in your mortal bodies, but it's saying let it reign, talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, so we talked about that. So that's number one, deliverance. Point number two, I told you trust. Trust. And that's personal trust. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord completely. The passion again, Emily, crazy. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. Mm. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. How many of y'all know that most people that we know, including ourselves, oftentimes, we either consult God last or we hold on to certain decisions and don't even consult him at all, right or wrong? It's like, well, like, you, do you think God cares if you pass the test, yes or no? Thank you. Do you think that God cares who you date? <laughs> yes. Do you think God cares where you go to school? God cares about all your affairs. So when we hang on to things, we don't allow him to operate the way he wants to operate in our lives. So when we make decisions, and as the Bible says, do not be wise in your own opinions. You know somebody think they know everything and don't know nothing? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Two of y'all do? Okay. But it's saying don't be wise in your own opinions. The bottom line is that we can't be wise in our own opinions. We got to let God lead every decision. So what am I saying? A practical part of that, y'all, is this. Pray that God leads you in any decision you're making because he cares about any decision that you're making. We've said this in the past and other people have talked about this, but we pray for parking spaces. That's a real thing, right? Don't sleep on that, right? Lord, I pray that we're going to have the front row, even though this parking lot's packed. And what happens? Thank you, right, Austin? Every single time. God cares about the hairs on your head, even the ones I shave off every day, amen? Man, y'all tripping, okay. So that's point number two. Point number three, it basically says surrender. And that right there, that white flag is hard. Surrender, confident surrender. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, confident surrender. Man, so this is the NKJV, so I switched it up on you all this time. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Y'all know verse 2, but we're reading verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, look at what it says, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That's the least we can do is basically what he's saying. Then, of course, verse 2 goes on to talk about not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by what? Thank you. Appreciate that. Lily, I love you. Thank you. Okay. So it's saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Confident surrender means that we have to die to ourselves on a daily basis. On a daily basis, right? So it's not saying that I'm going to kind of sort of give things to God. It's not saying that I'm going to do some things occasionally 
and I'm going to hold on to a lot of things and then give him some things I think he cares about. God cares about all of our affairs. And if we're going to be useful to the body of Christ, we have to be a living sacrifice, not a dead one. Amen. We got to be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. All right. And then point number four, dependence. So remember we said deliverance, we said trust, right? Surrender, and now we're saying dependence or reliance. So we're going to use the message translation for this one. This is very short and sweet and powerful, right? And here's what it says. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. I repeat, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. So that is very important and powerful to think about, is that we often make our own plans, and God gave us free will to do that. And there's nothing in and of itself wrong with that because he did give us a brain to make decisions, but he also made us as a spiritual being created not only for his glory, but also to rely completely on him for all things. It's really interesting if you think about it, because again, like I said earlier today, most of us are in the natural realm, but if we understand and recognize that there is a spiritual reality in our lives that is much more powerful and much more real to us than what we see in our natural lives, we will walk in fullness in every single thing that we do. Amen? And I talked about confessing and having the mouth of Jesus this morning. And it is so incredibly important that you guard your heart and watch the words that you speak very carefully. It's one thing to say that I'm not good at something. But when I say that I suck at math or like my, you know, history game is trash or whatever you want to say, the enemy takes the opportunity and uses that against you. And it starts dictating how you act toward those tests. Right? Do you not think that, does the Holy Spirit not care, right, that you can overcome that? Did he not give us a spirit man that can have the right answers to those things? What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to encourage you to think about what is it that we can do to depend exclusively on God? We got to be in our word. We got to rub elbows with other believers. We got to turn off whatever we watch and turn on God. And we got to make sure that we're confessing the right things. Amen? Amen? Thank you. Okay. All right. So, somebody speak back to me those four points. What's the first one? Deliverance. Trust. Confidence, surrender. Independence. Thank you. Thank you. So, confidence, surrender, independence. And I'm glad I added that word confidence to that because that word confidence is so incredibly important. Because it's not just surrendering to God. He doesn't want some of you. He wants all of you. Amen? He wants your entire existence. So I want y'all to think about that tonight. So when we think about letting it rain, we're talking about letting the gospel of Christ reign in our lives. And in doing so, we got to recognize that we've been delivered. We have been delivered and have eternal redemption, right? But we have to surrender ourselves as living sacrifices to God right? And we have to depend exclusively on God and we have to confidently surrender to him. Amen. 